0: It's like football, baby. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome into the Fantasy Football SmackDown. I'm your host, Kyle August. It is Tuesday, September 13th, getting set for the waiver wire, heading into week two of the fantasy season. Plenty of injuries already. Lots to write home about uh, through one week of the uh, the NFL season. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see got the Cowboys hat on. Still got to represent during these tough, tough times. So looking forward to the next six to eight weeks without Dak Prescott. Hopefully your fantasy teams dodge the injury bug in week one. If you're watching on YouTube, you are going to be able to see all the ownership percentages as I roll through uh, my priority list at each position heading into this week's waiver Wire. If you're checking us out on the podcast Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Just make sure you're subscribed, rate, and view wherever you're listening. I mentioned YouTube because if you want to hear about these players a little bit early, waiver wire sniping every single Saturday morning on YouTube early. uh, Get you covered to uh, the players that you should be looking at off of the wire for free before kickoff, before they're featured on this show or any others uh, heading into the next week. You can grab these players for free waiver wire sniping. A great strategy to get that little extra edge. It's hard to find an extra edge these days with all the fancy content out there, but waiver wire sniping. I try to do that for you guys. So YouTube only on Saturday morning in the podcast feed on Sunday. So uh, you got to be subscribed over on YouTube. If you want that thing early, if you're new to the SmackDown, the waiver wire show quick hitting, these are the names you already know. I don't, I don't need to, I'm not breaking any news for you guys here, but I am putting them in priority order as you're setting those waivers on how much fab you want to spend. If you want to burn a priority or not, I'll kind of give you the lay of the land on what you can expect to be going up against, Uh, On the waiver wire every single week. So that's what we do right here. And again, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to be able to see all these ownership percentages. So it's a great way to consume the show. Uh, With that, let's just dive right into it. As I will every single week, I'll give you guys my top three ads, regardless of position. Uh, And then I'll break down each position. Uh, I usually give you anywhere from five to 10 players at a given position uh, and try to go a little bit deeper as well for those of you that are in some deeper leagues. So, first off, top three ads, regardless of position. I have Jeff Wilson at the top of the list. Elijah Mitchell down for at least two months, it sounded like, with an MCL injury. Jeff Wilson is 17% owned. Definitely a guy that you want to be spending a decent amount of your fab on, and he is my top ad pretty far and away this week. There are some nice ads at other positions, but Jeff Wilson is the guy that I'm targeting in every single league, trying to make sure that I'm grabbing him, whether I'm the Mitchell owner or not. John Dotson comes in at number two, 24% owned. The rookie broke onto the scene with two touchdowns in his first game. And number three on this list is DJ Chark, 40% owned. Had a pretty nice day. Caught the touchdown, eight targets. Nice day for him in an offense that should be throwing the ball quite a bit this season. Quarterback, some streamers this week. If you're a streaming team uh, week in and week out, Uh, just be on alert that you are going up against a few other teams. They're going to be looking to stream the position this week because without Dak Prescott, with some of the showings that we saw from Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, there could be some other teams looking to shake it up already at the quarterback position. Uh, Personally, there's nobody from the clear-cut starters that you took, whether it be Rodgers or Stafford, that I would be concerned with right now. I'm still going to roll with what I got. Burrow, I know I had a little bit of a rough game, but not to worry, those guys are still... Your must-start guys, even Tom Brady as well, uh, had a down week this week. I think it'll all start to shake out a little bit. But the Dak Prescott injury, if you're a streamer, you're going up against at least one other team for priority this week. At the top of the list, number one for me is going to be Carson Wentz, 14% owned, gets the Detroit Lions. So that Lions defense is about as good as always. Uh, the commanders will be facing Detroit, uh, but then Philly and Dallas the next three weeks. So I think there's some startable games in there for Wentz coming off a four-touchdown performance. Matt Ryan, number two on this list, gets Jacksonville on the road, forty-three percent own. Jacksonville has played Indy tough, uh, and Matt Ryan didn't have a great fantasy performance. But I do think this is an advantage matchup that Ryan can take advantage of in week two. Jameis Winston comes in at number three, going up against Tampa Bay in New Orleans, forty-six percent own. Number four on this list, Marcus Mariota, nine percent own, didn't do a lot through through the air. We knew that was going to happen, right? Game script should lead him to, you know, hopefully 225, 240 yards a week. But the rushing is really what you're buying into here with Mariota. He had a rushing touchdown in his first week with Atlanta. They should be playing from behind against the Rams. It's going to be on the road, 9% on Marcus Mariota. And number five on this list, rounding it out, Baker Mayfield on the road against the Giants, 18% on. Decent fantasy day for Baker. Uh, Didn't throw the ball a ton. I expect that to pick up a little bit um, in the weeks ahead. But for right now, uh, Baker Mayfield, 18% on is my fifth quarterback streamer some drop candidates Dak prescott if you don't have an ir slot uh you can easily drop him right now no reason to roster him for two plus months uh unless it's a super flex league i guess but a one qb leagues you can cut him the sophomore uh quarterbacks justin fields trevor lawrence both over 60 percent owned over on yahoo uh those guys can be cut for these streaming options i don't really love their matchups uh this week and they didn't really pop right out of the gate so you can probably let those guys go and and go to the waiver wire. All of these ownership percentages that I bring up here on the show are from Yahoo. So adjust accordingly for wherever platform you're playing on. The running back position. Now I want to make one quick note. James Robinson, the running back for the Jags is 59% owned over on Yahoo. Uh, So do a quick check just to make sure he didn't squeak through. PSA if you're playing a league where James Robinson is available you need to leave that league or do something drastically to change that up there's no way in hell that James Robinson should be available on any waiver wires don't he doesn't need to be 90% own uh, but the fact that he's not upwards of 70 75% own is ridiculous uh, there was no reason that he shouldn't be more rostered so that means there's too many damn small leagues out there or not deep enough benches you guys need to make that adjustment if he's out there approach your commissioner immediately. Uh, but here's 10 running backs. I'd be looking to add this week. Uh, here's how I'm ranking them. There's, this is probably where I'm going to be spending most of my fab, uh, this week. There are a few wide receiver ads we'll get to here in just a moment, but the running backs, I think are really where the fab will be spent, uh, in week one. Number one's Jeff Wilson talked about him already. The Mitchell injuries is for real. Uh, they, they had uh rookie, uh, Taryn Davis price. He was inactive for the game. So not a lot of trust there in that youngster, but they did have uh Jordan Mason active those guys are all very uh lowly owned Price is 3% owned Mason is 1% owned I would I would prioritize uh Jordan Mason over Davis Price there uh as the the backups to Jeff Wilson but I think Jeff Wilson should see the line share of the carries there in San Francisco with Mitchell out at least look at sounding like 2 weeks speaking of lions Jamal Williams uh, found Pater last, this last Sunday, 47% on. I think he has some standalone value uh, outside of just being the backup to DeAndre Swift. Williams still saw plenty of work and, again, saw the goal line work as well, which was nice to see if you're uh, banking on Jamal Williams in a deeper league, 47% on. Uh, he is eligible for the wave wire column here, so I'm sticking him in there, number two. Another running back that is a backup but scored a touchdown this last week, Cleo Herbert. Like what I saw from him getting that late goal line touchdown, in a key spot for the Bears. He's 41% owned. Kenneth Gainwell, he also found the end zone, as did all of the Philadelphia running backs against the Detroit Lions. But Gainwell seems to be the clear-cut number two guy based off of his usage in week one. Miles Sanders had a great game, but Gainwell, I think, will still have a role there in that offense. Number five on this list, short-term gains here, but Rex Burkhead. I think PPR, for sure, you'd probably bump him up a spot or two, even. Uh, Burkhead's only 13% owned, and he, he played more snaps, more carries, more targets than the rookie Pierce. I think that'll start swaying the other way just a little bit, but Burkhead should have PPR uh, appeal. And because of the Houston Texans playing in a negative game script more often than not, I have no problem with you just screwed up there and getting a, a cheap flex again, 13% on Rex Burkhead rookie Jalen Warren. You might not have heard the name before, but should get familiar with it. He was the only running back to touch the field for the Pittsburgh Steelers besides Najee Harris. The news on Najee Harris is a is positive x-rays negative. Uh-huh. for Najee Harris and the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, going into New England next week. Harris you know, was banged up to start the year, so that wasn't a great look. Uh, he missed some training camp time. Uh, I would definitely be rostering Jalen Warren wherever I have an empty roster spot, whether I own Harris or not. Uh, Warren seems to be the clear-cut number two guy. Speaking of, a few more running backs seem to be clear-cut number twos. Rashad White, 38% owned for the Bucks. Uh, again, only real running back to see the field for them. You know, Benjamin as well, 8% on. He's the number two guy in Arizona. That game got out of hand quick, so didn't get to see a ton of how they might use those two running backs. But if they do have that split that they saw in the first half of last year with Edmonds and Connor, Benjamin could be working his way into the passing downs role. 9 and 10, some old guys here. We got Mark Ingram, 26% on. Keep an eye on that Alvin Kamara injury. dealing with a Dealing with a rib. Uh, I'm. I would roster Ingram only just to see how it plays out through the week. Then you could drop Ingram for a waiver wire snipe candidate at the end of the week. But he's still a guy that should be rostered at least through the week to see how the news plays out. And Kenyon Drake, 12% on, uh led the running backs in carries with 11. Uh, so, I, and Baltimore without J.K. Dobbins, if they're without Dobbins for another week, I expect him to be the play there. Some deep league plays be, besides the San Francisco guys. Keep an eye on the injury status for Damian Williams. I am recording this on Monday, just before the Monday night game. If we get word that Damian Williams is going to miss multiple weeks uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, then I just leave him on the wire. But in the short time that he was on the field uh, for Atlanta, they were using him as the primary running back, uh, not Coral Patterson. They might be trying to work Patterson more a little bit in the passing game, but unfortunately, again, we didn't get to see a lot of that um, play out for the Atlanta Falcons due to Williams leaving that game early. Wide receivers. I mentioned the rookie already, Jahan Dotson, 24% on at the top of the list for me. One just one fewer staff than McLaurin. played more snaps, 13 more snaps than Curtis Samuel. I think he'll be that traditional number two receiver for this team. And I love uh grabbing this kid off the wire at 24% on DJ Chark, eight targets and a touchdown, 40 40% own for the Detroit Lions. He had a nice game on Sunday, as did Jarvis Landry, who didn't find Pater but had a hundred-yard game. Uh his his snap percentage was right there with Chris Olave. They both played more snaps than Michael Thomas. So that's why I have Jarvis at number three is just because I think there's a little bit more competition in New Orleans versus DJ Chark scenario in, in Detroit. If you're looking for the one week play, a uh, quick turnaround for the Chargers on Thursday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs. And with Keenan Allen leaving Sunday's game early, it's not sounding like he's going to be locked and ready to go. Chargers would probably, be benefit, would probably benefit from just setting Allen for this week and hopefully having him back for week three. But Josh Palmer at 21% owned has been the clear-cut number three receiver in this offense and should step right into that role as far as target volume for the for the Chargers this week and what should be a shootout against the Kansas City Chiefs. Number five on this list is Robbie Anderson. Yes, Robbie with an IE. Congratulations, 11% owned. Uh, the Carolina Panthers wide receiver had a big day with a bomb touchdown from Baker Mayfield, but he's the clear cut number two guy right there on that team. So he should be much, much more owned than 11%. He should be right there with Jarvis and Chark in my opinion. Uh, So he's widely available. He's a guy that because of the touchdown, he'll probably get a lot of pub, but he saw seven of the 22 Carolina targets. So I think he's worth splurging for and trying to get on your squad. Number six on this list is Curtis Samuel, 6% owned, double-digit targets for him. Nice day for Samuel also caught, uh, caught a touchdown. If he's healthy, 6% is is way too low, um, but I still prefer Dotson. I think that Samuel will be at best third in the pecking order in this passing offense. A uh, few guys had disappointing days, but are still worth rostering. Taking a look at Nico Collins, 33% owned. Uh, I'm not, I think you could probably put a $0 bid and probably get him if he's on the wire. Might be a guy you can wait, see if he's dropped already and given up on after one week. I bet you that all these guys ahead of him might get picked we'll get picked up for him so uh Nico Collins could be a guy that you kind of wait to that phase 2 of the wire see who's dropped on uh on Tuesday or on on Tuesday when uh th- sorry on Wednesday when waivers run and then on Thursday look to put those claims in honestly kind of buried the lead here but 12 minutes in if you're with me uh you get the gem week 1 Unless it's Jeff Wilson or Dotson, I'm probably just waiting, seeing who gives up on players that they took on draft day and then just kind of picking them up. I'm not trying to overreact too much just one week, uh, and a lot of fancy owners will. So uh, that's kind of my, uh, you know, the the proof of the pudding there on how to really dominate the wire is to wait for other people to overreact and scoop it up later, keep that fab for later in the season. Uh, so we got Nico Collins at that's seven Jacoby Myers at eight no not big numbers at all he's thirty eight percent owned um but he did leave lead the Pats in receiving so I think he's still gonna be the lead dog there albeit on an offense that will probably funnel through the the running backs more often than not. number nine on this list is Zay Jones at twelve percent owned. he seemed to be the clear number two usage wise he's playing over Marvin Jones uh, almost had a touchdown in that game but Zay Jones a cheap option in deeper leagues and number ten, Donovan Peoples-Jones, same snap percentage as Amari Cooper. Had 11 of the 30 targets distributed uh, by the Cleveland Browns on Sunday, and he's only 4% owned. So I think he's, again, a cheaper guy that you might be able to pick up. Could be a PPR guy for you. If you drop candidates at the position, uh, Kadarius Tony is 69% owned. Devontae Parker, 52% owned. I'd probably drop both those guys for anybody in the top uh, seven or eight, all the way down to Myers. Um, and and feel completely comfortable with that based off of those players' usages on Sunday. Moving on to the tight end, a lot of commanders on this list, not only because of the matchup, but because of uh, some of the opportunities these guys should have. But I do like Logan Thomas as a decent streamer this next week against the Detroit Lions, 6% own. Liked how, he, how much he was on the field coming back from an injury, so Logan Thomas sets the top of the board here. Uh, number two on this list is Gerald Everett. Again, Thursday night football, so you're going to have to make a quick decision on Everett. Uh, but he had a really nice game in his first game with the Chargers. And with Keenan Allen out, could get a few more opportunities there uh, in that Chargers offense against the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football. Number three at 24% own is Robert Tunyon. Coming back from the injury, he was on a snap count. May still be, but I think he works his way a, a little bit more in this offense. We'll get better uh, than what we saw in week one. And number four on this list, 10% owned Hayden Hurst gets the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Hurst played 75% of the snaps. He ran the same amount of routes as Tyler Boyd. They played a ton of snaps on Sunday in Cincinnati. And Hurst is a guy that's flown a little bit under the radar, could get some looks there in Cincinnati. DST streamers, speaking of the Bengals, they're at the top of the list. It's easy. Without Dak Prescott, uh, you're going to be targeting the Cowboys offense in most weeks here going forward. Uh, Cincinnati is 45% owned over on Yahoo, so may not be available to you because they had a grid matchup against Trubisky in week one. But if they're available, they're the top streaming option at DST. Number two is the Cleveland Browns. They get the Jets at home 27% own. And the Carolina Panthers at the Giants, 5% own. Those are your streaming DSTs, Bengals, Browns, Panthers. And there you have it. Waiver wire 15 minutes, clean cut, overdone. These are the priorities that I'm I'm going into my week two waiver wire claims with. Uh, Again, maybe sit back, see if anybody overreacts, can kind of scoop up some of the extras that have been sit, will be sitting there on the wire after the Wednesday run. But Until then, I will catch you guys later. Wave Wire sniping on Saturday, YouTube only, uh, and then on the podcast on Sunday. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. Hit me up with any questions. Otherwise, I'll catch you guys later in the week. I'll see you.